So, all right, well, let's get going here. I got to read the legalese. Please note, 3 Goalies podcast may not be suitable for goalkeepers or any other players under the age of 17. You see, the 3 Goalies are, well, we're old and sometimes grumpy and might just be nibbling at the edges of what we call old-timers. So we're not always, shall we say, filtered. So parents, have the earmuffs at the ready because listener discretion is highly advised. Opinions expressed on 3 Goalies are our opinions and our opinions alone. You can't have them and they probably don't mean anything anyway. And we know goalies is not the cool soccer nomenclature for goalkeepers, but it just sounded better than three old goalkeepers. Three old goalies is a net performance adventure. Like us on Facebook at net performance goalkeeper education company. And at three old goalies on Instagram, three old goalies has a new producer this week, folks. John Boa has moved on to dual boot, dual He's a tech genius, or at least that's what he keeps telling us. And so he is no longer going to be the producer. We, we are now produced lovingly by a young man named Cade Walker from Cincinnati who is actually using three old goalies as a project in his commute toward his communications degree I believe is that correct Greg Greg disappeared Greg left he did we we must be in Minnesota he just just got on the plane and left (laughs) So, so anyway anyway when we get when Greg gets back we'll talk some more about Cade Walker Music for our shows is provided by Floodgate Operators, a bluegrass band out of Crested Butte, Colorado. For more information, go to www.floodgateoperators.com and be sure to check them out on YouTube. Here he is. Oh, he's back. He's back. Okay, so, so Greg, Cade Walker... Studying for his communications degree at UC? Yes. Okay, good. So I got that part right. So anyway, Kate is our new producer, and he's the guy that puts our podcasts, you know, sort of distributes them to the public, all 12 of them. So we're, we're, we're happy to welcome him aboard. The legal stuff is out of the way. we got a really good show for you tonight. Our special guest is a guy named Scott Shaper. He's from Cincinnati. He played for the Cincinnati Cheetahs, but he also, I got to know him when he played for the Wilmington Hammerheads back farther than any of us can really remember but uh he, and he wasn't a goalkeeper although his brothers were so that he's kind of you know we kind of got him in th- through that uh like he got a hall pass for that but uh <laughs> but, but scott scott was the quintessential hard as nails back who played for us and i don't i think you started every game for us didn't you scott i did yeah and i loved your coaching man i loved it well i did too but Evidently not enough. So, and evidently the evidently the front office didn't like it enough. But uh, anyway, Scott's going to be sharing some stories with us. And of course, as always, we have Greg Deutsch. Greg, how are you? Good, good, EV. Uh, we, we finally get to do, you know, we always joke when we have people on the show, EV, about, you know, that, that those words of, you know, hey, we got Scott Shaper in the house, right? Okay, well, tonight, he's sitting right next he's to me. He's in the house. Is, is in the house. This is the so, first. We got we yeah. got we got the we got the dual booth thing going up in Cincinnati. That's yeah. great. That's great. So yeah. And we're and we're thrilled to have you, Scott. And and uh, we're uh, Greg says you're still involved in the game, which I think is great. And we'll we'll get into all that. Um, 
A word about our man, John Boa, and his twirl around the European leagues. John has, as we said in the intro, taken a new job with dualboot.com. He's a vice president of, well, it's one of those companies where you're vice president of basically everything. And um, he's, uh, he's moved out to Boulder, Colorado. And once he gets out there and settled and uh, things are on track for him. He's going to join us again uh, as one of the three old goalies, but uh, I anticipate that that will be uh, two or three months. So in the meantime, we're going to have guest third goalies uh, and who join us uh, weekly. Um, but uh, we wish John all the best. And, and we asked him if he could uh, maybe uh, jump on today because John was actually the GM, the general manager at Wilmington when Scott was playing there. And I'm sure, yes, he was. I'm sure, John, <laughs> sure John could sprinkle in some great stories as well. But uh, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm actually kind of excited he's not able to get on. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, we're, you know, we're, we're an R rated show, so it's, it's probably okay. <laughs> you know, so, but, but, and then truth be told, Boa was probably at the base of some of these stories anyway. So it's, you know, it's, 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 we, we wish him well. We're looking forward to when he comes back. And, um, but in the meantime, you know, tonight we, we, we got to, we, we are lucky to share some time with an old friend, which is basically Greg, what you and I decided that this podcast should be about, you know, telling, precisely. Telling, yeah. And, you know, we, you and I, and obviously John and whoever our third host is going to be, I think, you know, all of us are connected with those type of players um, who were in that league, right? Or in that era of the 94 through, you know, or even earlier, because we've, we've had some guests on earlier, but just the sort of like the, the foundation of U.S. soccer before MLS. Remember, MLS hadn't gone yet. It hadn't taken off EV. And right. it was 1996. So, you know, the Cheetahs were 1994. I think the Hammerheads were uh, 96, am I right? 97? Maybe, maybe 95, 96. Uh, you know, of course, Greensboro Dynamo was 90, I believe 91 through 90. Well, they're still in existence, but in that league, um, I think they were 91 through 95 or 96 as well. Um, so, you know, that was back for you younger kids. That was back in the old USISL days when um men were men and sheep were nervous you know it was, <laughs> it was a it was a it was a rock'em sock'em league you know and uh uh and i always equate it if you if you've ever seen the movie Slapshot, you know that that's what soccer was back then you know it was as john bush has said many times when he's been on it was ride the bus all night play cards get off you know, hit a McDonald's at 3 a.m. that was open 24 hours, get back on the bus and head for wherever you were headed to, get off the bus, dress, play, get on the bus, go home, you know. Uh, uh, and so it was, it was, it was good times. It was, you know, I thoroughly enjoyed it, you know. Uh, and, uh, but, you know, it was a, it was, as Greg says, sort of the, the foundation of uh, MLS in that, you know, a lot of the cities, you know, were sort of getting on board, hoping that they would be awarded an MLS franchise. Yeah, you're absolutely right, EV. And it's, it's funny when you look back at some of the uh, average attendance, uh, for instance, the Hammerheads, and I don't know if you would consider this higher or lower what you think, EV, average attendance was 1,100. 
eleven hundred back then would be about a little bit above average for most okay. of the most of the league, I think. Um, what, what do you think, Scott? You remember you remember much bigger crowds than that? No, <laughs> than other other teams we played. Uh, you know, I mean, um, maybe Raleigh. Yeah, Raleigh was bigger. Yeah. 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 So but, besides that, I don't think many other teams had that much. Well, uh, Charlotte did too. Charlotte had, yeah, Charlotte did. Um, there's, there's another story I'd forgotten about until you just mentioned Charlotte. Um, oh, <laughs> no, well, I need this. <laughs> no, 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 this is, no, this is, and I've told, I've told the Charlotte guys this because I see them every year at the oh, convention. Okay. But, but so it, it's not a bad thing. But, you know, Charlotte was the, was the Christian based team. Right. Yep. Who would Desmond just Armstrong. strong. Yes. And, and well, you know, Dustin, uh, Dustin Swinehart, right? Correct. Remember? Yeah. Dustin Swinehart. Yeah. 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 And, and, you know, good, good guys. Right. But you know, they were the, you know, they blade the shit out of you and then help you up. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what, you know, <laughs> and, and, but the thing that I remember the most about playing the Eagles was, and this was both with, with Wilmington and when I was coaching at Greensboro in their dressing room, they'd have these like, you know, Christian books, like, you know, are you redeemed? And are you, you know, are you a good person? And, you know, you know, before a game, you go in there, you get dressed and some guys get dressed quick and they're sitting around there reading these books. And these were the kind of books that, you know, you read them and you're like, Oh man, I'm a bad person. I'm going to hell. You know? <laughs> and, and I can remember, I think the first time we went down there, you know, with Greensboro, all the guys were reading it. Oh, geez, Evie, have you seen this? This is like, you know, I, I'm not living, a, I'm not living a pure life, you know? And, and, you know. <laughs> and I'm like, fuck the pure life. We got to play here in 15 minutes, but you know, but you know, your life. Yeah. So they go out there feeling bad about themselves. And next thing you know, we're down three, nothing in 15 minutes, you know? And, and, and uh, so the second time we went there, I, I made everybody stay on the bus and I went in and grabbed all the books <laughs> and I, and I put them on the bus and I said, if you want to read these, we can read these after the game, but we're not reading them before. Yeah. Yeah. So, so anyway, yeah. So yeah, Charlotte was there and they always had, a, you're right, Scott. They always had a big crowd because you know, it was like Friday night, Friday night soccer. And, you know, they played at uh, Charlotte, uh, Charlotte Country Day School, I believe, and um, or Charlotte Latin High School. And, you know, they always filled the stands and, you know, it was a good time. And uh, the good thing about Charlotte was you always got Chick-fil-A afterwards. You know, so. so Amen, brother. Yeah. Yeah. Amen, so, brother. Yeah, yeah. So everybody's <laughs> like, yeah, man, let's go play. I want to go. I want to be on the roster for Charlotte because, damn, you get Chick-fil-A afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> i didn't know chick-fil-a was around back oh then. yeah man oh absolutely absolutely so oh my gosh hilarious yeah yeah well let, let's you know back up a little bit on you know who scott shaper is obviously you mentioned he's from cincinnati grew up here uh evie you alluded to his uh, one of his brothers brian uh who i coached um uh through his uh teens um he's worked at my goalkeeper camp for several years and then branched out to his own along with his brother um keith who's a goalkeeper um and brian is currently the saint xavier high school uh coach and had an amazing season this year so shout out to him All right. uh, but 
he also has another brother named Mark who played for the Cheetahs in 1994. So, yeah. Yes. So, yes. Yes. Yeah. So Mark uh, also went to Dayton. And uh, at that time, um, Scott was also at Dayton and right. sort of followed him, you know, there from Moeller High School into Dayton and played for a coach, uh, Roy Craig, I believe. Um, yep. been, was there That's several, correct. several years. Uh, competitive program. And um, obviously 1994 rolled along. And here was my job interview, Evie. I want to make sure you, you hear this job interview. <laughs> Pretty amazing. Um, I'm working the floor at Soccer Village. This guy named Jeff Reeves, unbeknown, one of the owners, majority owners, walks in the store looks at me and says, hey, are you Greg Deutsch? I'm like, yeah. He goes, uh, I'm starting a pro team and I, I heard, I've talked to a lot of people and they say you should coach it. And I'm like, what? No, no, no. Come on, there's a lot more people better me. He goes, no, you know, um, well, we did, we did talk to Paul Rockwood, but at the time, you know, he had some other things, you know, we didn't think we can afford them. I'm like, okay, uh, so what, the job's mine if I wanted? He goes, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, talk to my wife, Obviously, all of a sudden, boom, that's my job interview, EV, for that job. Hey, that's so, great. Uh, that's yeah. Great. So Scott got to, uh, he was one of the, I would say, you know, back then they had these roster spots. Um, and how would you say they were like the extra, you had like 22, but then you could carry another six. 25. 25, like some trial players. So Scott was one of those the first year. Um what you didn't put him on the team right away? No, no, no. We, we had some other. He was a dick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. no wonder you got fired, dude. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, we, we had some other players. Now, the thing is, uh, and I think Scott would attest to this, it was sort of EV like the, you know, your local open men's team, mm, right? Yeah, yeah. So there in Cincinnati, Coping had a pretty good, uh, you know, yeah. men's, uh, men's yeah. team. Yeah. And so a lot of those players I knew. You know, and that was part of the problem, too. You know, they knew me. I knew them. Um, it's just looking back too close right, of right. a relationship, you know, because I would be playing with them, yeah. you know, not out now, but, you know, growing up um, when they were a little younger. So I think the discipline issues that came about certainly was always like trying to test me, you know. Um, now, I brought in John Basiliga who was at that time uh, Turpin High School's coach and like the master of discipline. Yeah, yeah. I remember Turpin and, used to be hard-ass yeah, teams. Right. Yeah. But again, he was a high school coach. And so that respect, again, he didn't, as much as I wanted him to, you know, quote, unquote, be the hammer, there was just times I think, you know, uh, he was taken advantage of as well as, you know, myself. So, yeah. so uh, Scott, what did you think – of the you know you were a pro okay and you know you got to read and you knew a lot of these players from playing and growing up did you think the environment was a pro environment whatever that meant to you at that time wilmington yes cincinnati no and, and why not what was lacking with cincinnati uh lack of funds lack of funds okay <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, story put up the money. He took care of us great. Unfortunately, he was too 
um, in love with his son and played him too much. And uh, it just, besides that, it was the best professional team I've ever seen. And I mean, he, he put the money up. He did. Yeah. Yeah, I'll put the money. I'll, I'll did a good job in, uh, for, first of all, Al had the money and he, and he, you know, he was, he was happy to spend it on soccer. And he, you know, I remember going to the, um, the mayor of Wilmington way before we even started the, the franchise, uh, it's kind of to get his blessing with Al, you know, and Al sat down in the mayor's office and said, this is what we want to do. We want to bring, you know, pro back really? then. Back then it was pros, you know, and we want to bring wow. pro, pro soccer to Wilmington. And we think this is a good place for it. And, um, you know, and he did all the, you know, Al did all the financing and all that kind of stuff and got it up and running from nothing, you know? Um, so, yeah. you know, uh, and, and really, you know, in many ways, I mean, he, he planted the seed and set the foundation because hammerheads, I think they were in existence only till about four or five years ago, you know? Right. Yeah. And, and you know, have had stayed, stood, stayed around and played in the USL and all that kind of stuff. Right. Did Scott, did you feel the level of play that Cincinnati was playing in the Midwest? You know, the thunder with, Buzz, you know, remember coach Buzz uh, Legos? Yes. You know, you know, just the obviously Lagos brothers, Lagos, Lagos brothers, and you uh, Milwaukee, Tony Sana. Tony Sana. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Uh, yes. They yeah. were loaded. You know, they were loaded. I, I think, you know, that's, that's the trip that that dude took off and flew home. <laughs> what the hell was his name? Uh, uh, Cox. Oh, Todd Cox. Todd Cox. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> Getting ahead of us, but um, we'll get there. So, the level again you had st louis you know you had detroit st. Louis, uh, what, was, what did, what did you what did you think coming from dayton and jumping into this league uh, did you think the level was a lot more physical did you think skillfully it was like a lot better uh i mean would dayton have a would they get and run off the field playing some of these scenes well as far as cincinnati goes no as far as Wilmington goes, yes, we would get run off the field. You would get run off the field at Wilmington? Yes. I, really? I thought we were that good. Yes. You yeah, I think I, I think I think Wilmington had some some good year. You know, uh, I believe Scott's second year, maybe third year, they got to the final four, uh, Wilmington. Right. Yeah, you know, we right. did. We yeah. played down Charleston. Yeah. Yes, yeah. You know, and but, they, and there were <laughs> And there were teams, there were teams like, you know, uh, Wilmington was good. Greensboro was always good back then because Neil put the money into it. Raleigh yeah. Flyers were good because the yep. Goodman, the Goodmans put the money into it. You know, it really, it really was back then a league that, you know, sort of a precursor to, well, not a precursor, but a, an illustration of all pro leagues. If you've got the money, you're going to have a better team, you know, just because, yeah, right. Yeah, right. Just because yeah. guys want to come play for you because, you know, you got you get apartments or you got whatever it is what you know whatever yeah, you, you, take you care know. of me i'm playing yeah yeah you know and you know and i don't think i think uh i don't think it was a huge notch above the level of college but it was 
you know, I used to tell the guys at Greensboro when we, you know, everybody played colleges in preseason, right? And of course, the, right. col the college guys are all, oh, we're going to beat the pros, right? And I used to say to the Greensboro guys, I said, I don't give a fuck what you do, but the college boys <laughs> do not, do not win. <laughs> because because that would that's the you know big that, gentle giant comes through man <laughs> I because, love it. because that that would be you know it's a no-win situation for the pro team in preseason because you're trying guys out and everything but you know the, the the college boys beat you and you never hear the end of it you know and so so i was like dude i, I don't care what you do but you do not fucking lose to the college kids you know and you know and and, and because it was close but you know, you what what happened as with with all guys who I think play pro, you figure out pretty quickly things are just a little bit faster, a little bit harder, a little bit. You know, everybody's just a little bit better. But the thing is, everybody is. You know, on your college team, you got six or seven guys who are good, right? Yep. Right? And you got and you got the rest of the guys who are helping the six or seven guys who are good. <laughs> you know. You right know, and and but in 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 pros you know you're starting 11s pretty good i mean all of them are good players you know and now you may drop off like every team does 12 13 14 15 those numbers okay maybe they're not quite as good but in pros everybody you know they're pretty good you know and uh so you know but talking about scotty at dayton that reminds me you know i remember when dayton had what i thought at the time was a pretty good college stadium you know, because they had the they had a pretty good field that was backed on that one end by the, I don't know, it looked like a tennis court or I don't know, it was a field house yeah, or something. The athletic center. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You had stands on you know on one side. You had pretty good stands, and it was it was tight and compact, and it was it was kind of nice. You know, compared to some of these that are just out in the field someplace with you know wooden bleachers and you know. Hey, Ev, you should see it today. Really? Because have it it's uh, cascaded up the that backside wall yeah and it's got uh bleachers on like every tier all the way up okay it wow cool. wow that is cool that is cool yeah friday night that place can get rocking because of the sororities and fraternities yep. <laughs> you know it's yep. it's uh you know a very good environment i would certainly say yeah uh, so um so scott what did your brother Mark tell you about his experience and why did you want to jump into this? Um, Mark said it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of hard work. Uh, and he wanted to go into his studies more. So that's where he turned his focus to. And uh, I was done with school and I just wanted to play soccer. That's, that was my love. Got it. All right. So you are a pro now with the cheetahs. What was, you know, Evie, you, we've had guests on where we hear stories of them not getting paid. Right. All right. Oh. Uh, all right. So Scott, did that ever happen? And, and what was, what did you, was there a signing bonus? Uh, <laughs> did, did you, did you, did you, don't fall over Evie. Oh my goodness. Did you, did you, get, you know, like I said, did you get paid and how much did you get paid? No, it was a signing bonus and okay. they paid uh, monthly bills and that was it. And uh, 10 games into the season, 
they told us they weren't paying us our paycheck. And so we had a big to-do in the locker room. Chris Barr was leading the way, uh, and he said we shouldn't play. And I'm like, ah, I, I disagree. These fans came and paid money. We're not getting paid. Okay, uh, let's go out and play. And so, okay, so Chris Farr was the captain at that yes, time. Yes, he okay. was. All right. Yep. Okay, so uh, how much did you get your, your first check? Do you remember how much you got and what you did with it? $900. $900 a month was, you got yep. paid once a month. Once a month. Once a month. $900. All right. Uh, yeah, I, I bought a new car. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Chevy Malibu. Chevy Malibu for nine hundred dollars. Uh, that was a down payment. Down payment. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> now, at that time, Scott, was there a lot of talk when between the players of what everyone was making? Did you know what some of the other players nope. were making? Okay, so everyone like hush hush. No one really. At least for me, and and I in I've been working in sales and marketing in my uh, family business for 20 years now. And they all talk about what they make. I oh. never even question. I don't even care. I don't even want to know. I just know what I make. And if it's enough to take care of myself, then that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I, AV, I think, I think the, I think, I don't remember, but I'm going to, I think this is pretty good. I think I got paid $10,000 as a coach. Cheetahs the first year. That's good, man. Yeah. Uh, good. Now the second, you know, the second year, uh, unfortunately, and, and we went six and thirteen. We won four of the last five games. Uh, the second year, we were going to go big time. You know, we were going <laughs> to so we were going to sign some people outside of Cincinnati. Okay. So yeah. we, we, we 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 signed. Remember Scott Spencer. Yeah. Remember oh, Scott Spencer. Jesus. Okay. Um, we, <laughs> we we signed. Uh, Wayne Street, who was the division? He was my roommate down in Wilmington. <laughs> okay, uh, little guy d tore up Division Three, and that's where it ended. Yeah, uh, Doug Teggy, uh, oh. another one we thought who could play. Uh, Mika Moa, the guy from uh, Miami. 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 Yeah. I mean, we really thought we, you know, were upgrading. Uh, but uh, that didn't happen. <laughs> we, the, the, I, I mean, I got fired, I think, the second week in June um, or, or maybe like the week before that. Because I remember calling you up saying, hey, this is not going well. I think there's a player revolt. And you're like, screw it. Those weren't the words you said. But uh, it was a lot more like. Yeah, I don't use the okay. word screw much. Unless yeah. I'm building something. It, it, was, it was more like, remember, coaches are it was more like this coaches are hired to get fired i'm like okay that's i, yeah. I appreciate your sympathy you know how sympathetic. <laughs> <laughs> you know toward me and you're like hey just go get married you know and i was getting yeah. married like two yeah. weeks later so uh so any anyway they ended up you know going six and 13 so so scott you didn't get to play a lot you know that year and so what makes you want to leave and how's the journey end up going to of all places wilmington uh because it was a cool place to go. It's a beach, <laughs> and, man. It, exactly. But yeah. he was scared to shit. I mean, he was. I, I went down there in February. But how did you, like, find out about, you know, the tryout? I mean, there's no... It like, was you. Oh, I... It was yeah. you. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. 
So I said, okay. Yep. All right. So you he sent me and Jeff Winterberger yeah. down there to try out. So he did not, he was still a at junior State. at Wright State. So he went back for his senior year. And then he came and, back after that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> and I was done. So, right. Yeah. So, Evie, how did you get involved with the team? I, I know, you know, we talked about Al Pastor and yep. his son, Brian, but, you know, bring how you get involved. I sent him down there, as you said, February. Are you down there at this time? Yeah, we're down. Well, uh, Al was the volunteer coach at UNC Charlotte with Frank Kohlenstein, who we've had on the show, right? Right. And, um, uh, and I was the goalkeeper coach for Frank. Right. And so Al one day came in and said, Hey, you know, it's everybody knew about, you know, Greensboro and Charlotte. And it was kind of enticing to be a, to have a pro team. And Al came into me one day and said, Hey, you know, if I, if I put up the money, would you be an equity partner with me for a, a team down in, in let's, let's buy a team. Right. <laughs> okay. You know, well, I mean, let's, you know, it was like, I'll buy a team EV and you can hang around. It was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, so, uh, uh, I wish I hung around more, man. <laughs> so, so we get, so he, he, Al does all the, all the, all the, you know, all the legwork on it. He gets in touch with Francisco Marcos, who, as you know, was the guy who basically, I mean, during that time in the United States, Francisco Marcos was the guy who kept soccer alive, dude. He kept yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Right. Sure and, did. And you could say what you want to about Francisco Marcos, but you know, nobody else stepped up. He did, you know? Yeah. And, and, you know, fair enough. He was rewarded handsomely for it, but you know, he was, he the guy, been. Yeah, yeah. He, he was the guy who had the vision and he was the guy that had the balls to do it. So good. Yeah. You know, yeah. Big um, old yeah. 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 And so, uh, <laughs> Al got, Al got in touch with him and, and, you know, um, uh, I think I think I actually think it was Marsha who said, "Well, let's let's put a team down at the beach," you know. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was like, "Yeah, let's go to Wilmington," you know. I said, "If nothing else, well, it'll be easy to get guys to come play in Wilmington," you know. I mean, right. you, you know, you're, you're in a you're in a you're playing <laughs> in the summer at a beach a beach town. Yeah, you know what's what's wrong with that? Uh, gone. <laughs> 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 You know, and so and so that's how I got involved in it, and because um, uh, I had been with I had been with Greensboro for three years, I believe, and I was you know we were living in Charlotte, and I was driving up hour and a half every night for training, and and I enjoyed that, but you know the the driving back and forth at, at some point, particularly when you got little guys, because Zach and Devin were both little, um, you know, it was was kind of a hassle, and you know if we're going to drive someplace, well, let's drive a little bit further to go to Wilmington. You know, gotcha. So that's how it started. So, are you thinking before these tryouts because you're in ACC country, you're going to have the cream of the crop? I mean, okay, you're going to have some players go to, like you said, uh, uh, Greensboro uh, and, and Raleigh and and maybe Charlotte, um, who are in the area because you know it's close. Maybe they can stay home and, and maybe get paid more. So, what's your frame of mind? Uh, before the tryouts on the type of players you're going to attract because of, you know, first you just alluded, you're going to be on the beach. That should be easy. And second, you've got ACC right in your backyard, all those, you know, schools. 
Well, we got, I mean, we had some guys that tried out and, and, you know, I think, I think if I remember correctly, we actually offered some contracts to some ACC guys, but they could make more money at Greensboro or, or Raleigh. So they, they chose to go there. Um, you know, Thomas Finley played at Wake Forest and we were happy to get him. Um, yeah. uh, you know, Alex Deegan played at Davidson, not ACC, but if you remember at the time, Davidson was hot. They were, you know, they had Rob Ucrop up front and they had Alex Deegan oh, and yeah. goal, and they were a good team, dude. And, um, so it was fucking lights out. Yes. Yeah. And lights so we were, we were, we were able to snag him, you know, uh, we got in Taylor who played at Virginia, but didn't play much, but you know, big, strong kid, you know, we had two good goalkeepers, you know, three actually, cause we got Ashley good from Appalachian state. Um, but you know, and then Al had three, you know, Al had had, uh, that youth club Westchester FC up in New York. Who, had, who, yeah, who, who were always yeah, who, good. Four or five guys go to Charlotte. Correct. Yeah. And had, and that, that youth team had won a couple of national championships, you know, coming up as they were 15, 16, 17s. Uh, so we've we got a bunch of guys from those teams, um, you know, and, and so, you know, when we had tryouts, you know, we had, a, we had quite a turnout and, um, you know, we were, we actually put together a pretty decent roster, you know, uh, now, like any team, as you know, with, I don't care what level your first year, you're, everybody's trying to figure everybody out and, you know, it takes you a while to gel. Um, but we hit the ground running. I think we over, maybe overtrained, you know? Um, so, you know, um, but, uh, you know, yeah, three days, yeah, three, three days. a days, three a days, you know, <laughs> You know, and I was like, you can't. And I was, I was telling, I was telling. Yeah, uh, where were you when we needed you? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, and I was well. That, that was one of the things. That was one of the reasons I left. Us is Al was killing these guys, you know. And 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 I was like, Al, you can't do this, guys. You know, in the heat. I mean, Taylor almost died. Literally, almost died one day. You know, because he got so dehydrated that. Yep. And and their their family had a summer place down in Wrightsville Beach, which is just the next town down yeah. the beach and right. his dad happened to be his dad was a doctor who happened to be down with the family for the weekend and i remember they had to take they had to take taylor into the hospital into the emergency room and pump him full of ivs because he was seriously taylor as you know you remember taylor but taylor was one of these guys i think taylor maybe has point two percent body fat because he was lifting and all that stuff at the time you know, so he didn't, he didn't have anything to sweat out and he almost died because he dehydrated, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, so, and so, you know, uh, we were working, they were working too hard. It just worked, yeah. you know? Yeah. Three, three. Yeah. So EV, we should have a special caller on. We do. Knows. We do. He All just, right. I didn't recognize the name. Should I let him in? <laughs> Chris Barr is in the house. Oh, here we go. So Chris Barr, the former captain of the Cincinnati Cheetos, is, is joining us from Orlando. <laughs> from Orlando? Yeah, that's where he lives. Are you serious? What, serious. what the hell is going on? There he is. There he is. Jumped in. Chris Hello? Barr. Came hey, yep. how are you? <laughs> <laughs> you gotta be kidding me. <laughs> What's up, Scott? Hey, what up, Bearcat? <laughs> How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm good. It looks like you guys are in the green room. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
Sorry, I got a bunch of stuff behind me. <laughs> it's all good. So welcome to the show, Chris Barr. I know uh, I know you and Scott talk about listening to the show. Uh, so it's, it's you know very exciting to have you. Uh, and, Thanks for having me. You know, uh, former, in case you don't know about Chris Barr, former UC, uh, University of Cincinnati standout player, uh, played with the Cheetahs, uh, what, two, three years, I believe, Scott, uh, was Chris. Um, yep. Went to St. Xavier High School in, in uh, here in Cincinnati. Um, he wasn't uh, any good, though. <laughs> <laughs> so... So Chris, we were we were you know Scott was talking about playing with the Cheetahs, and he remembered a you know a moment, uh, and I'd love to hear your version of this. Of uh, first, did you ever not get paid? And oh. you know if you did, uh, if you didn't, you know what was your story with it? You know Scott was trying to share, you know he, he shared his view, uh, but we'd love to hear your you're, side you're of it. The leader. And, uh, and and what did you end up getting paid? We heard what Scott was paid per month. We'd love to hear what you get were paid. Um, I think, you know, it elevated a little bit towards the last, last <laughs> season. But trying to remember the whole situation about not getting paid. I mean, I know that the, you know, the story was that the team was out of money or something or other. But we were still deciding on whether we were going to boycott that last season and not yeah. play. Last game. What's that? The last game. You, you you were the leader of the band, and you said we shouldn't play because we're not getting paid. Right. But what did we end up doing? We played. <laughs> <laughs> we stood strong, real strong. <laughs> so, so, Chris, how much how much were you getting paid per month? Do you remember? Um, what at your... the at the end, it was two hundred and twenty five dollars a game. Oh, that's pretty good. Wow. Okay. So whatever that works out to in, you know, however many games we played or whatever, but it was, it's two, it was two twenty five a game. I think that's what my final contract was. I think maybe it started off at like 175 a game or something like that. Oh, first. Can their ass. Fuck you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> how much, you, how, Scott, how much were you getting paid? How much were you getting paid? I was getting paid $900 a month. 900 a month. So, yeah, I mean, I guess that depends. We're, we're going to play more than more than three games, I guess, a month. Yeah, you how how'd you work that contract, man? <laughs> so, so, Chris, what do, what do you remember of, of the inaugural season and, and the second season? You know, you were one of obviously the original players. You played for me, uh, your youth. Um, did you think the level was that good um, compared to, let's say, University of Cincinnati? We, we just talked about it with EV. Uh, they never lost to a collegiate team in preseason. And this, as I explained before you came on, was more like, you know, a men's open team. Uh, a lot of players from, were from coping. Um, and then, you know, they really hadn't seen, for instance, a Minnesota Thunder you know, the level that they would bring. Uh, Milwaukee with uh, uh, Brian McBride, if everyone remembers, you know, you know, he, he played back then for, uh, and I forget. St. Louis. St. Louis. Which, Saint Louis. Uh, well, he, well, he went to Milwaukee, but yeah, he played at SLU. Uh, but w when you experienced playing against those types of teams, what did you feel the level was? I mean, 
it, I thought the level was great. I mean, I'm not going to say it was awesome, but, you know, a lot of the, I mean, I would say, I guess the best players ended up going somewhere else, but really what, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. It was really the highest level of outdoor soccer at the time, pro outdoor soccer, right? Absolutely. You are correct. Right. You are I mean, correct. a guy like Brian McBride playing in the league, you know, and you know where he went. So, I mean, that, that says a lot for the league. Minnesota was strong. Milwaukee was strong. Um, St. Louis was strong. I mean, they all were good teams. Um, I mean, I, I personally thought it was pretty high level. What's your thoughts, Scott? I, I completely agree. Yeah. You, you named yeah. off a bunch of big, big uh, name boys. And yeah, I mean, there was there was a couple kids on the Minnesota team, and I'm not I'm not remember their names right this second. Bobby they were brothers in Senna. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Tony Senna. Yeah. They're yep. good players. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, honestly, I was. I mean, it was great. I, anytime you're getting paid to play soccer, it's a it's a good uh -huh. thing. I would say, <laughs> even uh, though we weren't making that much. <laughs> look at where we're at now. You're got <laughs> your head. <laughs> <laughs> we made it to the big time scott we're on three old goalies <laughs> chris do you, do you think the you know back then you had played at uh you know university of cincinnati division one team did you think of the other uh team's facilities were as good as you see or a lot better? I mean, did you feel like it was being a pro? You know, because the it, Cheetahs, you know, if you remember, the Cheetahs weren't playing at some huge stadium, right? They started off at St. Xavier High School, then they moved to Deer Park. So right. it's always, quote, you know, minor leagues. As, you know, EV has said, you know, that's, again, the foundation of it. Did you well, feel yeah, that? That, that was the whole point of the league. You know, when the league started, obviously, the whole idea was, you know, they're, they're not going to be able to pay us the kind of money that, you know, you would think of a typical pro ball player being paid. But the whole idea, you know, from what I remember, and, and it was obviously a development league, all of the games were structured around pretty much weekends or you might have to miss like a Friday or a Monday or maybe a Thursday, Friday at the most. But you know, it was, it all revolved around individuals who had to have a job, you know, we all worked or most of us were still working. I think some of, some of the guys, I mean, you know, if you remember like Sip, I think he stopped playing college ball to play for the Cheetahs at that time because of his age. And age. <laughs> Not, I mean, he, well, he wasn't, I, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't even, did he even, he went to UC, but I'm trying to remember he played, I think a little bit at UC, but he, he stopped early when the Cheetahs started up, I thought. So, yeah. you know, the, the, yeah, I was just saying, oh. Evie, this guy was well before his time as far as going to the pros, like they do now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. It, it, the whole the whole league was structured around a working person. You know, you, you just didn't have the money to do it any other way unless somebody was paying your way or, you, you know, you had some money behind you. But really, the whole idea was to, to start a league, get it going, see what kind of attendance, you know, we could bring. And uh, obviously a lot of some of the, some of the cities we went to had great attendance, but you know, I, I wouldn't say the quality of the facilities are anywhere. What I would say, like, uh, you know, pro when you're playing at high school fields, so you're dealing with high school lockers and everything else. So it, but it was, it was developmental. I mean, that was the whole idea behind it. You know, it's unfortunate, like Scott said, I don't know if we ended up, you know, as far as the pay situation in the, at that last season, I mean, we, 
Scott, did we play out all of our games? Yeah, I think yes, we did. We did. Yeah. Too much your angst because you were not <laughs> about it. And well, I, don't, I mean, I think that I think what I mean, you, what no, you, you, think, were Scott, you were justified, Chris. I, I completely understand you were justified. Well, I, I think it was like a 50 50 split. I mean, I think what it came down to some of the guys did, some of the guys didn't. And, you know, when it all came down to it, I think what was it, Scott, maybe five games we didn't get paid or something towards the end, or I don't even know what on your. Did you not get like a month or two of pay or something? I don't know how. I guess everybody's contract was different, but yep, yep, you're you're on it. He he told me he went to small claims and tried to sue him. No, did I you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that went well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, where did the Greg? Where did those guys ever end up? Where did the owners ever end up? I mean, have you? Even I don't know. I don't know if uh, Jay Schneider, the goalkeeper from the team, if. I remember talking to him a few weeks ago, and if you remember Bill Schulte, uh, mm-hmm. one of the yeah. Schulte told me he ran into him, and Bill said he had to work like ten years, uh, working a second job to you know pay back all the money that you know he personally owed. I mean, just wow. you know, wow, yeah, yeah, really, really. Is that like money to money to what the stadiums uh, and things the bank. like that? To the bank. Yeah, I was gonna say because we never got Not our money. Us. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still waiting on my check. <laughs> in the mail, right? Yeah, somewhere in the mail. Yeah. Must be a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Chris, uh, share with our listeners uh, what were some of your better memories of playing? As far as what the pro or college or? Yeah, no, playing playing with in the pros. You know. Uh, you know, honestly, the funniest thing about it was, you know, you're you're playing with your friends first off, because like you said, it was it was kind of like a. It's kind of like an expanded men's league team that we're getting paid for. Um, you know, obviously there were some players that didn't play with us and things like that, but the majority of the kids on the team were all friends you kind of grew up with or were playing men's soccer with, or, you know, honestly, the better players in the Cincinnati area. So, you right. know, to, to get paid playing, doing something you, you actually love, even though it's not a lot of money, you know, your, your travel's free, your food is free. Um, you're hanging with your friends and pretty much after each game, you spend all the money at the bar. So, I mean, it, it doesn't get much better than that. <laughs> I mean, honestly, right. It pretty much, you, you play it's true. your money gets paid to the bar and then you, you move on to the next game. But I mean, it's, it's an experience that is honestly invaluable. I mean, I, if anybody ever has a chance to, to play soccer and get paid at, at any type of level, I, I would say go for it. I mean, Amen, brother. Yeah. Amen. I mean, if you can do it and you can swing it and you, and even if you have to work to pull it off or whatever, I'm telling you, it's, it's fun. It's, it was a great experience. I'll, I'll never forget it. And just invaluable. Could, could, Chris go into, you know, uh, Cincinnati, they had something special at halftime. They did uh, oh. because of the Cincinnati cheetahs. <laughs> that was awesome. So explain to, again, uh, our listeners what they did, because I, you know, as a coach, personally wanted to see it. So I held everyone back from going in the locker room when this was about to you know, take place. So go yeah. into what actually happened. Yeah. So I'm trying to remember if it was like a Cincinnati Zoo promotion of some sort or whatever, but obviously our team was called the Cheetahs. So you know, from what I remember, they brought a cheetah in a cage and they brought it out to the field. And I want to say they set it on like, you know, 
basically it's a football field slash soccer field, but they basically put it in the end zone and they had this, I don't even, I guess it was a rabbit on a rubber band string of some sort. And they, they opened up the cage and let this thing go. And he streaked across the field at however fast he was going 50, 60, whatever the thing runs. And he was hauling <laughs> and nails this little bunny. And the trainer, from what I remember, the trainer came out, put the thing back on a leash, walked it back to the cage. Everybody's kind of jaws were like, oh my gosh, <laughs> we could have died at any second. <laughs> and I think it just like you said, eight seconds. Yeah, it was something crazy. I mean, yeah. it, it was, it's, that was another thing that you're thinking to yourself, how on earth did they get away with that? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Can you imagine if that thing got loose? Like, what do we do now? So, yeah. but it was, it was unbelievably cool. No doubt. <laughs> How do you guys remember it, right? Something like that? That's it. You know, I mean, you're the captain of the team. What do we do now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that was cool. I, I yeah. must admit, that was awesome. How, he pull, how they pulled that off, that was, that was impressive. So. Yeah, yeah. Evie, did you have any special promotions, or were you at the center of other teams' promotions, you know? Well, we did. We, we, I can, you know, we, we did. At the Dynamo, we had the old parachute the ball in thing, right? You know, where the guy – sky dove five minutes before kicked off oh, yeah you know by the time he landed he had the ball and you know most of the time he landed in the stadium sometimes he missed you know, <laughs> and, 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 you know it's like you know so and you had those kind of things but you know you, you seriously when you were when you were involved with those uh teams you know you were you, you were as as chris was saying you were pretty serious i mean you know it was like game time and you didn't you, you, you know you didn't you, you know it, it, it you know wasn't the epl or anything like that but you were you wanted to fucking win so you you, you paid attention and you know and you didn't you didn't you know you didn't i mean we watched the fir first guy parachute in but it was like oh great he landed on the center circle good job you know but you know it it, it and, and echoing what chris said it was you know it was an opportunity to play at a higher level than you played at college. You got some money for it. Uh, and, um, you, you know, you got to call yourself a pro and, yeah. you know, and, it was fun. And, yeah, and it, it was, was fun. It was fun, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and you can't, you know, I always tell kids when I'm coaching them, you know, if you got a chance, even if it's the minors go play, because when you're 40 years old or 50 years old, oh, you amen. can't do it anymore. Right. And you don't want to you don't want to look back on your life and go, geez, I maybe I maybe should have could have I maybe was good enough to do it. Go find out, you know. Yep. And if you are, in, enjoy every minute of it, you know. Yeah. All right. Could've so said it better. Evie, let's go back to the Wilmington, you know, Hammerheads when when Scott was there. You know, he mentioned uh, Chris, and you remember Jeff, quote unquote, cheese Winterberger. Yes. <laughs> i didn't know jeff as well as you guys did honestly i mean i knew knew who he was and all of that but did he play in wilmington as well yeah he went yeah. he did he played yeah. a year after me yeah okay and how many how many years were you in wilmington scott one year one just year, one year? Okay. i thought you were there for two no just one okay okay he he didn't get paid enough money, so he left. I don't know. I don't. I, I don't blame. Him. I know, you guys are all you guys are all complaining. You know, <laughs> complaining about your money in the old ASL, which was a transcontinental league. I mean, we had teams in Sacramento and all that stuff. We made four hundred bucks a, a month. You know, wow. so I I don't hear about you guys fucking bitching about your money. 
Hey, I, I remember, I remember one time we're playing at the end of the season. We're the last in the league and Cleveland is fifth in our division. Right. And wow. we're playing this game and Cleveland's coming to us. Right. And Cleveland shows up in two Winnebago's. <laughs> right. And I can remember this clear as day. Our captain runs into our owner and goes, what the fuck, man? How come we can't get Winnebago's for the road trips? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what it was i mean that was you know, that was, you know i mean it was just it was just the stories you got from it are just priceless they just are yeah right. you know, yeah you know well yeah. so so chris I, I i'm gonna blow you away because another former bearcat played with scott and jeff okay jason arsman oh no kidding so he was in wilmington as well yeah yes, he was, he down was. There. yeah okay. so he, he stayed down there for like three years, I think. Oh, Did he really? Evie, I didn't know you coached. Okay. So, Evie, you're there coaching the first year. Is that is that correct? Half the first or, year. Okay. Um, when does Scott Schweitzer come into play? Oh, that wasn't until. Later? Yeah, that wasn't until maybe okay, two or three years. I, I don't even, okay. I think, I think. I'm not even sure Al was still involved when maybe his last year that Al was involved was when Scott came in. Oh, okay. All right. So you're there a half a year. And what were your thoughts of, were you excited? You know, because like Marcia said, Hey, we're on the beach. We're going to get some players. Okay. You, you said we didn't get any, the ACC kids we wanted because we didn't have the money, but hell we're on the beach. Yeah. So what mentality, <laughs> what's your mentality? You know, you've picked the team. Um, do you feel you're going to be able to compete knowing that, uh, you know, Raleigh and uh, Greensboro definitely have the better talented players? No, what you, what you, what you, what you want to do in those situations. I knew we had a good enough team that we could uh, always keep ourselves in a position to win. Right. And if, if the ball bounced right and the refs didn't screw you, you know, you could steal some games, you know? And so that's kind of what, that's kind of what we tried to do, you know Um, you know, but you know, you're taking road, like, like Chris was talking about, it's a weekend league. Right. And so you're taking road trips, you know, from Wilmington, for example, our most famous road trip, Scotty will attest to this. Our most famous road trip was Al was not with the team. I was, I took the team because Al had something to do. So we get in this Ricky, the old bus, we drive from, (laughs) we drive from Wilmington to Mobile, Alabama. Right. All right. We play, we play at Mobile, Alabama. Okay. I think we get beat two to one. All right. Yep. We have a we guy, did. we have a guy thrown out of the game. We have a guy break his leg. Jeez. Okay. All right. But we, we lose two to one and, and you know, it's a road trip. So you're as a coach, you're like, okay, we lost two to one. If we can win the next game, we split the road trip. Everybody happy. I mean, it, right. you know, I mean, you know, so I, I get on the bus afterwards and you know, these guys are like, it's like a fucking morgue. You know, and 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 I'm like, I'm like, what? You know, and I I pull Boa over and I say, Boa, and and the first thing I know is we get on the bus. There's no beers on the bus. I mean, that's sacrilege. <laughs> that's sacrilege, right? <laughs> and I I I asked the captain. I forget who the captain. Chris something was the captain from one of the kids from New York. I said, How come you guys don't have? You know, how come you don't guys don't have beers? Chris Gonzalez. Chris Gonzalez. I said, what's what's up? How come you guys don't have beers? EV, Al doesn't let us drink. Right? And I was like, no fucking wonder we're losing. 
<laughs> and I, I, I tell a bus driver, I said, first convenience store, you stop. Okay. And I pull over and I, I went in and got three or four cases of cold beer. And I said, fellas, first of all, you're, you're, pro, you're pro soccer in the United States. After you play, you drink. Okay. That's just, that's, come on, come on. That's just the way it is. Right. So, so. supposed to be. <laughs> oh, I say, okay. So we got, I said, listen, we're, we're here in Mobile tonight. I said, we're going to go back to the hotel. We're going to, we're all going to be in the pool for 15 minutes, right? Just to get the bumps and bruises out. And then I said, we're going to have a mandatory blowout boys. Right. And so we got in the pool, everybody got dried off. And I said, got the bus driver to go with us. And he took us to two or three bars. Anyway, it winds up. <laughs> It winds up. We're going to skip over that, huh? Yeah, yeah. It winds up that that half of the team winds up at a strip joint someplace out in the boonies of Mobile, right? <laughs> which which is perfectly normal for a semi-pro team of any sort. Okay. And I remember telling him. I went back to the hotel. I remember telling him, "You know, fellas, the bus leaves tomorrow morning at seven o'clock, right after breakfast. We're eating breakfast. We're getting on the bus because we have to go from Mobile to Chattanooga." Oh wow! <laughs> yeah. Okay. And this was the night. This was the night that Taylor Barrett, our reserve goalkeeper, he had no sooner walked in the door of the bar than this girl accosted him. I mean, she basically tackled him and took him home. We didn't see him for the rest of the night. Right. <laughs> He shows up, typical walk of shame, 6.30 in the morning. Everybody's loading the bus. Here comes Taylor. He's like, you know, fucking doesn't have his clothes on, all this shit. Right. <laughs> you know. Uh, and so uh, so we stop at some barbecue place. Uh, and Boa had the line of the trip. Right. We're sitting around. We're sitting around <laughs> this picnic table eating barbecue. And, and Boa goes, man, man. Boa goes, man. I said, what a night last night, Mobile. He says, so-and-so broke his leg. Bart, got red, or Bart broke his leg. So-and-so got red carded. Taylor got AIDS. Fuck me. What, worse, what more could go wrong? You know? So <laughs> we, we drive into Chattanooga. There's 40 people in the stands. Oh, right? wow. On a Sunday <laughs> afternoon. I mean, we've all, I mean, if you've played in this league, everybody's been there, right? Right. Wichita. It's yeah. hot. I mean, it's ridiculous yeah. that, you know, they don't have any water for us all. Yeah. This is, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's that, you know, whatever. And we actually won that game. And now we got like a 19 hour drive home to Wilmington from Chattanooga, Tennessee. I mean, it, it, but that's what you did. That's what you did yeah. every weekend, you know, and, and you were happy to do it. You know, yeah. yeah, I think well, Greg, what was the uh, you said you mentioned Wichita, wasn't that like we went out to Sioux City, Iowa, and Wichita, and somewhere else, and made our way back? I mean, it was just a lot of travel, but it, 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 it was really it was really one of the best experiences I'll ever have. No I've never driven that fast in my life. If you remember that road trip, we yeah. were going one twenty five. Yeah, the minimum. <laughs> minimum. Well, you guys were you guys were Midwest Division, weren't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The trainer, and do you remember this? Like, you know, Chris, I don't know if you remember that trip on just how fast we were flying. Oh yeah, no, we had to because we had like no time to spare, really. And I want to say, I want to say the 
one of the funniest experiences you mentioned unique things and I had something come to my mind, Scott, were you on the team that we, I want to say we flew out West and I don't remember exactly where we flew into it was somewhere like Sioux city or something. And we lost that the airline lost all of our luggage. Every single bag lost. We oh. ended up and we, and I think we had to play in like, I mean, I want to say maybe three or four hours and we're like, what are we going to do? I mean, you don't have shoes. You don't, you don't have jerseys. You got nothing. So I, I remember we went to this local soccer store. We ended up literally grabbing any kind of shoe you could think of a, a, a wet, you know, screw ins, regular cleats because you didn't know if it was going to rain. And of course you need to brand new shoes. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we had to get guards. And then I think, I believe we got everything except the physical jerseys. And I want to say that the local high school team at the stadium we were playing at loaned us the jerseys to wear. They, for did. The game. Yeah. they did. They did. And going, going back. <laughs> I can't to... believe you remember that shit. Oh, yeah. 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 It was the funniest thing. And going <laughs> back to a comment EV mentioned, I think there were 30 people in the stands, not 40. Oh yeah, and it was bad. Yeah, there was like literally no one there, and I think it was the last. Like it was just you could. It's like one story like that after another. It yeah. was so interesting these trips, but you know, too, you get to see. That's another thing. I mean, if you play college soccer, you obviously get to see a lot of the nation because you go to all these other schools and things like that. But that was a great experience from it too. You're you're going to places that you probably never would go. You're with friends. You're seeing, I mean, really, you're seeing the country. You're doing, you know, you're traveling with buddies, drinking with buddies after the game. I mean, it was just an awesome experience. Uh, and to top it off, you're actually uh, making a little bit of money. Easy. Spar, do you yes. remember the trip we took to Minnesota? Oh, geez. <laughs> yes. Let's go on. Huh? Scooted out and took a flight back home. I did. Todd Cox did. I do, but I don't. Why? Why did he take a flight back home? Because he didn't want to travel 24 hours on the bus back. Is that Minnesota. what it was? Uh, he, he wasn't getting playing time. He was pissed about it. Okay. I remember Todd. Todd was a hell of a player. Good yeah. player. You played with him at UC, didn't yeah. you? Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yep. All right, EV, talk to us how Boa got involved with you here. You know, you mentioned he's the general manager uh, did you know he was there or did he come after you or, you know, how no, did that no. When, when, when Al started the team, you know, he said, we need a general manager who will live down in Wilmington, you know? And I, and so I called Bo and I said, do you want to do this? You know, do you want to, <laughs> you want to, you know, do you want to, you want to be a general manager? Damn. Yeah. Shoot. Yeah, it was. And, uh, um, but you know, cause I, I was working in Parker athletic. I couldn't do it. You know, what was he? What was he doing at that he time? He was he was the goalkeeper. He was assistant coach with Kenny Lola at Akron. Oh, oh my yeah. god! Yeah, yeah. And um, uh, he had just gotten married, and you know, I called. Obviously, I called Ken first. I said, "Hey, I'm. You know, is it? Okay? I mean, can I speak to John about being a general manager? You know, will that screw anything up with you?" He's like, "No, no. That you know, feel free to to, to ask him." So, so I asked him, "You know, you want to be the general manager?" And he he bit at it and moved down there and you know uh was really the guy who was in pretty much in charge of everything you know as far as game day and you know i think al did player contracts but but john did pretty much the rest of it 
Yes, he did. And how long did yep. he stay in that uh, job? I think he stayed two years. Okay, got it. Now, you were gone before him, so when he left, did he try – you moved on to where uh, Greensboro at that time? No, I was uh, – I was uh, uh, I'd already been in Greensboro. Um, uh, I think at that point I just – I wasn't doing anything regarding, you know, re related to, to USISL or anything. Oh, okay. So you went back into the college game. Yeah. Okay. And so did Boa try to con you back into coaching in the USISL? Yeah. Yeah. But, um, okay. yeah. but I mean, I just, you know, it wasn't, I wasn't all that interested in doing it. You know, it's, and, and don't forget, Zach and Devin were little guys. I mean, Zach, I think Devin was three and Zach was five. So, you know, you were gotcha. like, you know. Yeah. You pulled them around all yeah, the time. Yeah, you know, yeah, you drag them around and they loved it. I mean, they had a great time and everything, but you know, it wears on you because again, yes, you know, yep. you know, it's a weekend league like Chris was talking about. And and so you're you're leaving Charlotte at at you know Thursday night, driving down there, getting into Wilmington midnight, you know, do all the game stuff, blah, 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 get back in the car on Sunday and drive home. It's tough. Yeah. Yep. Now, Evie, you deal with some of the USL current players. What what's their you know, obviously it's a much, much different world right now. Uh, the league is much better organized, much more resources. Do you feel they feel they have a legit shot at getting in the MLS or going overseas by playing in the USL? I think the players look at USL as a stepping stone to MLS. Um, uh, and unfortunately, that is not really the case much. It happens, but it's, it's the exception rather than the rule. Um, because, you know, we've talked with Hank about this, Greg, um, you know, MLS and USL are in turf wars, you know, right. and you've got some, you've got some USL owners that, uh, you know, could be MLS owners if they chose to, but they don't want the single entity bullshit that goes on and they don't want the, the rat race that's involved. If you're going to own a team, you know, that's the, you know, that's the whole point of owning a team is so you're in charge, not somebody else, you know, right. <laughs> it's, just, it's just using your money, you know? Yeah. Uh, and so uh, I think, uh, you know, and we've, you and I, we've had Hank on the show here, Greg, where we've, where he said, you know, it may well be that the developmental uh, league for us national teams winds up being more USL than MLS, you know, yeah. because, you know, sure, it's at the bottom of the pyramid, but you know, numbers-wise, that's that's where you're going to be developing players, and eventually, if they're good enough, they'll they'll you know, so it's the Brian McBride story, right? You guys were just talking about it, you know, oh, you know, yeah. you got to start somewhere, and you know, eventually, you're going to get up there. Uh, yes, you know, and I and I think I think USL is actually going to go to promotion relegation for anybody else does. <laughs> Okay. And they'll have to prove that it works. And once they, if they do prove that it works, you know, it'll catch on. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, I mean, I don't know if you guys saw it, but uh, I didn't see it, but I'm kind of following on Twitter, Cheltenham against Man City. Right. I yeah. mean, how great is the FA Cup, dude? You know, <laughs> you know, and, and, you know, I don't know if you saw what Pep Guardiola said about it, but he said, we all started, you know, in clubs like Cheltenham you know, changing in dressing rooms right by the bar, you know, changing in 20 by 20 dressing rooms, you know, said, you know, so we, none of us started, you know, at Manchester city on chartered flights and all that kind of stuff. We all started this way. And yeah. Yeah. Right. Yep. All right, Evie. I think 
we've got some good stories to share. So do you got any more questions for either gentleman? I just, I mean, I, you know, having, having been involved in, in that aspect of soccer in, in, um, you know, as a coach, because I was, I was already finished playing then, but, you know, I have, I, I share the same fondness of the memories. I think that Chris and, and, and uh, Scotty do, you know, it was, you know, as, as Chris said, you know, you're troubadours with your buddies, you're going around, <laughs> you know, you're going around and, you know, having a great time on the weekends and, you know, uh, you can, like I said, you can do that when you're young and, and um, you can't do it when you get older. And those are, yeah. you know, those are memories that you, you will always cherish. And like most memories involved in soccer, you know, the older you get, the better your team was, you know, we could have beat man city. Yeah. We could have done it, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know so, you know, but, but that's, that's, that's half the fun of, of, of playing, you know? Yeah, uh, sure. I, was, I was reminded when you were when you were talking when you asked Scotty if he got a signing bonus, you know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm always reminded of that story, you know, when they when they first signed when they first uh, this is a, a, a hockey story, but when they first signed Gordy Howe, years and years and years ago, you know what his signing bonus was? <laughs> he asked he asked for a Detroit Red Wings jacket, <laughs> right? And and the guy was like okay yeah we'll give you a jacket and he was thrilled yeah he was thrilled right. because maybe, maybe he was day yeah because he'd grown up on a farm and he was playing hockey for a living and and you know they weren't paying him much but who cared and he got a jacket you know yeah. we got a warm-up jacket yeah, yeah. in hammerhead yeah. Yeah. Now, <laughs> so, now let me ask scott did you get a signing bonus what was the answer to that question he laughed at it. Now. Are you serious? They <laughs> made pay for my signature when I put it down on the paper. Yeah, I'm just checking. I just, yeah. I, I just wanted to make sure you didn't get something that I didn't get or anything like that. I'm just making sure. No, yeah. no. we made Scotty pay for the pen. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I love it. All right. Well, Chris and Scott, thank you so much. Uh, Chris, especially you for surprising the crap out of yeah me. thanks for jumping in man that was great uh, yeah it's uh, nice seeing you eric i haven't seen you in please. quite a while i think i think the last time you that i uh hung out with you was at one of the conventions up in i believe philadelphia one of the uh soccer conventions i think that i visited with greg or something like that so it's been quite a while it's nice to see well, you again. it's nice to see you again and, and thanks for having me hopefully we'll get back to another convention instead of uh having to do it via skype and all this kind of stuff because of covid but you know yeah, nice. uh, but but I appreciate you taking the time and, and jumping on with us because thanks for having me. Yeah. Thank you, Greg. Yeah. You should have seen his face. It was priceless. <laughs> I'm shocked. <laughs> <laughs> nice seeing you too, Scott. <laughs> All right. Back to you, EV. All right, guys. Well, thank you for joining us. And, and, uh, um, uh, Scotty, give us, give us before we go, give us your best hammerhead story. I'll tell you right now, we were in warmups and it was, we had an afternoon game and Sean Kowalowski came in cleats up high on a warmup drill. <laughs> and I went off on him and you had my back on it. And yeah. That's yeah. The best memory I have. Yeah. <laughs> 
I remember during one, I remember, you remember Grady Farmer? Yes. Okay. Grady, Grady was a big, strong kid, played it for us at, at UNCC. He was a wrecking ball. And like most wrecking balls, not real technical, you know, <laughs> but I mean, but he played in the middle of the field and he could wreck stuff, you know, yeah. and that basically was his job, you know, and like, you know, and you were asking about, well, Greg, you were asking about what do you do with the team? You, you figure out where everybody fits in. Right. 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 Yep. And this was back before the days of play it out of the back bullshit, which I hate. Right. And, and, you know, and, and, and we played, we played on a, we played on a high school field, like Chris, you were talking about, we played on a high school field and the field was maybe, I don't know, 15 yards wide, you yeah. know, and, <laughs> and give credit, man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, uh, you know, and so all we asked her to do was wreck, just wreck whatever was going on and, because the field was so narrow, someone who could play would be around you to get the ball and play it to somebody else who could play. Right. But of course, Grady figured out, you know, that as the season went on, Grady decided he could play. You know? <laughs> you know? <And laughs> I can remember standing on the sidelines, me and Boa screaming at you guys, don't give the ball to Grady. Don't pass the ball to Grady. And of course, Grady heard it. And he was like living with us. You know? <laughs> and I, and I, you know, at, at the end of, at the end of the game, I felt somewhat sorry, not a whole lot. Sorry, but, <laughs> you know, but, you know, but, you know, that's, that's, that's the kind of shit that you could do back then, you know, and, and you would, dude, if you did that today, the, the you know, whoever was in charge of you, even if it was a pro no. team would fire you, yeah, you know, no, you, no. you know, uh, so it, it, you know, but it was just a different, you know, it, it was, I think those, when you look back at those times, you talk about guys who truly were swashbucklers, you know, in, in soccer, that that's what we were, you know, we, we, yep, were, we sure know, were, you know, yep. and, and, you know, and I, I, it's, as we were talking about earlier, before you got on, Chris, I think that was the foundation for, you know, where we are today, you know, for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, and it was in, and I always thought, you know, uh, I can remember when, when talking to Greg, I was like, you know, he was, he was, yeah, he was, he was like, you know, who, who I assigned and, and you know, Cincinnati back then was nice. Was look at the yeah. guy on the cover. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Look at that. Look, look at that Mark. cheetah. That's Chris Mark on the cover. Uh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. They had to do that in super high speed just to catch him, you know, getting stuck. <laughs> it would have been a blur. That's exactly right. Yeah. You know yeah. Yeah. Because because I know you, you had to hold I know you had to hold him back from racing the cheetah at halftime, exactly. didn't you? Exactly. <laughs> Can you imagine what would have happened if the cheetah oh. had gotten distracted? Maybe somebody had a baby in the first row. Anything. I, yeah. And the cheetah <laughs> goes after the baby and of course kills the baby. And in a <laughs> And you know what the league would have said? Any publicity is good publicity, guys. <laughs> You're probably right. Yeah. Our, you, made, season, you made the front page of the Enquirer, the Cincinnati Enquirer. Good job. I mean, I think, Greg, wasn't that was like, was that the first game of the season that they did that? I mean, can you imagine yeah. that would have been our season ended before our first game? <laughs> yeah. I mean, the thing was, as Chris, you know, you mentioned, the mystery was, was that baby rabbit alive or fake? Yeah, you know, I don't know. You, you never, you know, I mean, no, that was it. That was it, right? That was the, not know, you know. All I knew, it was one huge rubber band tied to it, wherever, whatever it was. 
Yeah. Yeah. That would have been that would have been great. Seeing yeah, a cheetah, cool. seeing a cheetah kill a real life a real life rabbit on the field. You know? you know funny? I, I mean, hey kids, did look. Anybody, I don't even remember at that time if we really had much of cell phones to even get a video of it. I mean, did anybody ever even take a video of that thing? Or no, probably not, right? Probably not. Yeah. Probably not. Yeah. It, yeah. It's probably not. You know what? It's probably out there, but uh, you'd have to YouTube to see it. <laughs> yeah. How anyway. funny. Yeah. Anyway, but this is still out there. That's yeah, right, man. That's cool. <laughs> is that yours, Greg? Yeah. No, it, it's Chris. Oh, he's got he's got a Chris. He's got the whole thing on. I don't know if you can see. Oh man, look at this he's guy. A, if you're gonna do the show, you gotta do it right. Okay. Just like, nice. Nice. Sweatshirt. All right, Chris. Before we go, we we I Scott knows his. Um, Eric, you're gonna you're gonna think this is pretty funny. Uh, at least I hope you do. Um, back they would always ask. You know, they give you the hometown of the player, the position, the height professional experience <laughs> award slash honors but then he'd get nervous ev they would always not say, really i think i know where this is going i'm not sure yet they, they, would, say, they would always say what are your interests right oh, great. you know all right so uh chris let me just you know first let me share uh scott's his his, his interests were basketball and listening to music oh <laughs> okay. nice okay Nice. Do, you re- do you remember what yours might have been? Hi, yeah, yeah. Is this something to do with cars? Of course. Well, Auto cars, racing one. Or cars is one. Cars is one. Okay. Um, I, I don't know on the others. What what else was there? Tennis, basketball, tennis. and water skiing. And water skiing. Tennis. Well, that was. Scott, that was back through like that one year that I played a little bit of tennis. So, like yeah. at that time, you asked me, and that was tennis. Yeah. yeah. Are you, kidding me? you know what's bad yeah. about those things? No, no one ever said, girls. Yeah. You know, what are you interested in? Well, not much other than girls, to be honest with you. You know, <laughs> everybody, everybody's, everybody's trying to give the intellectual answer, like, yes. Cards yeah, Scott, reading so, books. Yeah, 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 exactly. No, chicks. I like chicks. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I do child supports. Hey, hey, Greg, I'll sign that for you the next chance we get together. Remind me, I'll sign that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll quiz you on what Daimlings was. <laughs> Go on. Funny thing is. Water skiing was one of them. Yeah. Hmm. Anywho. There you all go. Right. Back to you. We're all good. Okay. Well, I think, uh, I think, you know, um, well, okay. I, I gave, I gave Scott a chance. Chris, what was your, what was your best USISL story? <laughs> and this is a grown up audience. So you can, you know, <laughs> you can let it rip. <laughs> let it rip bro all right so you know how eric you mentioned after every game you got beers on the uh <laughs> beers on the bus or whatever it may be back. I, I forget where we were and where we were coming from but we were headed back and it was like a i mean i guess it was like a saturday night might have even been a sunday night but we were partying hard and I, I, we stopped somewhere, I think, to pick up more beer on the way. Yeah. Came back onto the bus, and someone had grabbed a watermelon 
and we didn't know what to do to get the watermelon open. So they smashed it over my head in the middle of the bus to, <laughs> to split it, to split it open. And, uh, and we proceeded to eat watermelon. There was watermelon everywhere, beer everywhere. I mean, it was just out of control. <laughs> and this, these, these buses, I know weren't ours. We're renting these things. Right. I mean, it was just crashed by the time we got back. I had watermelon all over my shirt everywhere. It was just, but it, I don't know why, but that was just one of the more humorous, interesting situations. And only in this type of a league would something like that happen. You get back and they ask you how the trip was. Oh, it's great. Yeah, yeah. it's great. We yeah. had a great time. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, yeah. And that's, you know, that's what, you know, we got all these kids playing, you know, I want to, I want to play D1 so I can be a pro. Well, you realize you're not going to get drafted into the MLS. You're going to have to spend some time in the minors, you know? Yep. And if you spend some time in the minors, things haven't changed much since then. Yeah. No. I believe it. I mean, I don't even know the, in the USL, where are these guys playing their games? Are they still playing at like high schools and stuff? Or do they have all that? Do they all have a dedicated stadium? I think most of the USL teams are either renting, you know, college fields or college okay. stadiums. Or in okay. there are some that are still playing in high school stadiums. I, I, I think, Chris, I think a lot of them, though, the USL has certainly raised the standards to get. Yes, the they league. have. Yeah. I oh, I, really, I believe that. I believe yeah, that. Yeah, I really think it depends what division of USL you're in, whether it be, you know, championship, league one, league two. So I think it varies. So I, you know, looking at it from a big picture, um, it's a lot better. <laughs> and um, at the same time, the resources are incredible, you know, at that level. Yeah. Oh, look, I mean, Louisville city, perfect yeah, example. I mean, you know, they've, they've built their own stadium, you know, right. and it's, it's gorgeous. And they have, I mean, I honestly believe that if, if MLS was to come along and say, Hey, you want to be an MLS team? It would take them, a, they'd have to think about it because you know they've created their own little kingdom and yeah. You know, oh yeah and yeah. why would you why would you want to give that up yeah yeah you know wow. and, and they're starting a they're starting a women's team yeah wow all right well, all right well we have we have uh we have certainly shared some story sorry go ahead Oh no! I was gonna, I was gonna say like you we've you've wasted an hour and blah 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 like you always you you've know, wasted you another hour and a half of your life <laughs> hour and th hour and 30, 35 minutes that you know on, on your deathbed you're gonna go I those fucking three old goalie guys I wish I had that hour and a half back you know <laughs> so, so so but but uh, uh, you know I. Again, appreciate guys jumping on with us tonight to to share stories and and uh, you know in many ways you know it's it's I love having Hank stories I love having Hank who's been at the top of the game on and talking to us but I also have you know there's a there's a spot in my heart for the USL boys you know you know the guys who you know rode the bus all night and and enjoyed it you know and it was part yeah. of good part of life and uh, ev you treat me great man i miss you man i miss you too and i i i i, I look forward to uh when i get back up to cincinnati to seeing you um he's coming and, up. yeah oh I'll yeah. Be up there yeah yeah and 
And Chris, thank you for for jumping on there and and sharing your stories with us. And thank you, Eric. Let's let's do, let's do this again by all means because there's more there's more USL guys who I'm sure <laughs> would get on and and share different perspectives. You know, uh, one guy that we need to get on, Greg, would be if, when we do this again is Roland because Roland was the GM at Raleigh Flyers. <laughs> you know, so you know, and he'll he'll of course have stories. And those guys actually did sign a bunch of ACC guys. You know, they yeah. had, they had Dario and Dennis bros and, you know, a lot of the right. guys from that era. Yeah. Um, uh, so, but uh, you know what, Evie, I'd love to hear uh, Alex Deegan on the show. I tried to, I tried to get Deegs to call in tonight, but I couldn't find a um, number for him, you know, oh, really? and I, like I have Facebook, but I don't know how to use it. I just look at it, you know, so, <laughs> you know, so, you know, and if one of my, if one of my kids had been home, I could have had them do it, but I did not hear it anymore. So I, you know, I'm screwed. <laughs> nice. And, and Kate's not on the clock, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, so, all right, fellas. Well, thank you very much. Uh, we'll look forward to the next time. Scotty, stay safe. Chris, stay safe. Bone, see we'll, we'll see you next time. All right.